This is Sarah Jakes Roberts, and you are listening to the Woman Evolve podcast. I want to encourage you to follow us on social media, on Instagram and Facebook, where you can stay in the know about all of the latest Woman Evolve releases, from clothing to podcasts, events, and so much more. You do not want to miss the movement of women evolving together. God can't bless who you pretend to be or who you compare yourself to. He can only bless you and the lane that was created for you. I feel that for somebody. You don't need no edge entity. You need boundaries. What? I don't need your likes. I don't need your validation. All I need is a God fighting for me that says all things, all things, all things. Child. This is Sarah Jakes Roberts, and it is that time of the week. The Woman Evolve podcast is live on your Facebook, in your stereo, and on your podcast app. I am being joined by some of the finest, baddest, Woman Evolve delegation hosts from all around the world. Literally hundreds of women get together so that we can have some girl time. We'll be talking about this week's latest topics, hot topics, and events taking place in the world. We'll be sharing our advice and experience with a sister in need. And most importantly, we'll be taking a moment to have what we call a snack or a moment of inspiration. Now, for those of you listening for the first time, it's important for you to know that I am not by myself. I am being joined on Facebook Live with co-hosts from all over the world. That's right. People from Chicago in the building. McKinney, Texas is in the room. I see Nakia who slays hair like nobody's business. Zimbabwe is in the building. Memphis, Tennessee, I see you. If you're listening on Facebook Live, I want you to take a minute and let me know where you are tuning in from. Brittany Carmona from Columbus, Ohio. Kiana said, child, been waiting patiently on the Woman Evolved delegation. I'm here, sis. Child, Dallas, Texas is in the building. I see you, Jaleesa and Ingrid from Buffalo, New York. Basically, the Woman Evolved delegation is international. Not sure if you knew that or not. We are a movement of women coming together, insisting that we evolve and become better and better and better. And sometimes you need a little support and a little sisterhood in order order to make that happen. How you been doing, child? Hmm? What's going on in your life? Hmm? Have you been vegan? Have you been eating? First of all, let's take a minute and thank God for E. coli. Because of E. coli, I have not been able to eat salad. I've had to eat carbs. I need sustenance. I can't mess with lettuce these days. What have you been doing though? What's on your diet plan? Are you having your smoothies and your protein shake? Are you eating carbs like I am? Are you living your best life? I have questions, questions that need answering. Are your children on your nerves? Hmm? Are you being nice to your coworkers? Hmm? What about finals? How did it go? How about that? I see that we have got someone missing orange theory. I'm out due to a back injury. Oh, no. I am sorry, girl. Listen, I am missing orange theory and I don't have an injury. Let me tell you about my life. I'm in mind of my business. I have been doing the best that I can with what I have, okay? Latoya said, child, stuffed cheese steak pizza for Mother's Day. God is in the blessing business because that sounds like nothing but the Lord. Let me tell you something. Um, What have I been doing with my life? I have just been doing the best that I can, okay? 
Uh, I've had some intense last few days and I haven't been going to Orange Theory because sometimes life is intense enough. Okay. I don't need no more intensity to what is already intense. So I have been minding my good Holy Ghost business until I can go into Orange Theory with the joy of the Lord. If I go into Orange Theory and I am not at my best, then I'm liable to be evil at Orange Theory. And so I have been doing what's going to help me make sure that I'm a good Christian, which is staying out of Orange Theory. Let me tell you about God, though. Haven't been going to Orange Theory, have been stepping on the scale, and I see a steady decline. And so I just want to thank him because he knows the way that I take, huh? Come on, somebody. He knows my heart and he knows that, you know, right now she's doing the best that she can. And so I'm going to help her get a few pounds off. Okay. What about you? Okay. Kiana says, with all the working out I've been doing, I should be real thin. It hasn't happened yet. So here we are. Kiana, are you eating right? I don't know your life and I'm not judging and I'm only in your business because you offered me an invitation. I just want to know, are you eating right? And let me tell you, I'm not judging because I work out at Orange Theory and then treat myself with carbs. So listen, this is not judging, but I'm just saying when the scale don't move for me. There's also this season, y'all know, when you start working out all of the time and it looks like the scale is going up and then all of a sudden it goes down. I'm hoping that that's where you are. Latricia says, I'm juicing and eating clean. I love juicing. When I, you, you know why the enemy has been in my life, in my diet, rather? It's because I've been traveling. And when I travel, I don't always go to Orange Theory, and it's difficult for me to eat right. I did manage to not just binge eat while I was traveling, but I have not been working out the way that I should. But when I'm home, that girl have her smoothies in the morning. That girl goes straight from there and goes ahead to, to the theory of Orange after that, I eat my salads, okay? I, and then and then I just do the right thing, okay? I have me a little protein, a little vegetable, okay? That's what I do, all right? That's what I'm saying. But when I'm not, I let the enemy just, I let him have a little room. If you let him ride, he gonna drive. Sometimes I be letting him ride and sometimes he be driving, okay? Jaleesa says, I'm eating right. I baked a dark chocolate strawberry banana oats and flaxseed cobbler for breakfast. That sounds fancy. Girl, drop the recipe in the comments. If you were like me and you want to know how she made a cobbler for breakfast that was delicious and nutritious, I want you to follow me on Facebook Live so that you can hear and receive this obvious blessing that is from the Lord. Lanisha says, sis, the wig ministry wants to know, was that a wig Sunday? And if so, where is from? Sis, she only wears wigs, okay? Um, I had on a, what did I have on Sunday? That long hair wig? Yes, honey. I had on that long hair wig and it came from Hair by Miguel in Dallas. It's only, I only, I don't know. Wigs are just blessing my life. Wig ministry that we at Mind Your Business Ministries often want to know about others' business. And as long as the person has given us a license, we can have access to people's business. All right. Uh, somebody said that they lost eight pounds. Praise the Lord. I'm blessing him for you. I have lost 12 pounds and I'm just praying that I don't turn around and find them again. 
So this week after I record my podcast, see, okay, I'm about to get into the show because I know y'all didn't ask for this. But here's the thing. After I record this show, I'm shutting it down for the rest of the day. We've been traveling. So today is really like my Monday, which is like a Saturday for us because we're blessed to serve people throughout the weekend. Monday, we try to take it down, but we were traveling on Monday with all of our children and family and it was just a bit taxing. And so usually we take it down one day. I'm supposed to be taking it down. I'm up though because I fool with woman evolve like no other. So yes, honey, I'm up. Listen, let's talk about it. Have you been keeping up with the news? Let me tell you something. If you're listening on Facebook Live, this isn't true. But by the time you listen to it on the podcast, it will be true. I am going to start a Woman Evolve podcast blog where you all can log on to Woman Evolve and just prepare for the show so that you have your opinions before we come into the show. And then that way, you know exactly which direction we're going to take. And then also people can go on to the Woman Evolve blog and leave us comments about the show. There will be a link to the story or articles. And then that way you can just be in the know. That's what I want to do. A Woman Evolve podcast blog so that when I'm bringing up stories and y'all like, oh, Chad, I ain't hear about that. I'm going to be like, child, go to womanevolve.com where you can learn more. All right. So if you're listening on the podcast, head on over to Woman Evolve. If you're not and you're listening on Facebook Live, just love me. All right. I'm just going to try and break down the stories the best that I can. Rescue Eve. It is that time for Rescue Eve. Listen, I got some good rescues. They brought me joy when I was researching for the show. If you're listening for the first time and you're not sure what Rescue Eve is, I'm glad you asked, child. Eve, that woman in the Bible, the mother of all living, who ate from that forbidden fruit, who we like to drag for filth because she should have known better. Eve is at, Rescue Eve is our opportunity to look at things from a different perspective. Certainly, Eve knew better and should have done better, but who hasn't been in a position where they knew better but didn't do better? So during Rescue Eve, we take topics from the headlines or on social media And we try to look at them from a different perspective. Sometimes on social media, people are being dragged for things, but there is an opportunity for us as believers in the Woman Evolved delegation to extend the same grace that we so graciously receive, generously receive from our Lord and Savior. Amen. Come on, somebody. Can I hear the choir in the background? Mm? Mm? All right, child. Here we go. My first rescue. Child, and they need help. Child, and if we don't do it, I don't know who will. Child, we got to rescue Target. Are you all aware of what is going on with Target? Let me tell you, I was shocked when I saw this story, but I knew, I know Target. Listen, me and Target, as I like to call them when I'm being fancy, have a good, deep, personal relationship. And I believe that Target is being misunderstood. And I would like to bring some type of recognition to this gross, this grievous misunderstanding that is taking place. Chad, let me tell you about Target. Target is in trouble because Burberry is suing them for copycat check print scarves and merchandise. Yes, I'm not sure if you all knew this, but Target is being sued by Burberry because they have imitated that famous Burberry print. And they need to be rescued from the legal system. They need to be rescued from the criminal justice system. I would like to submit, possibly, that. Maybe they didn't know. Okay, maybe they did know. 
Okay, this is what I don't understand. Okay, Target obviously is a big business, and so is Burberry. And I'm not sure why Target thought or did not think that they should not copy after Burberry, okay? Um, I don't know if you all have seen it. And see, this is why I'm going to make sure that we have a Woman Evolve blog, because you all need to see how similar these scarves and things are. It's not like that. It's not like it's not like you could have accidentally stumbled across it. And Kendria, you bring up a good point because she says the beauty supply stores copied it too. I don't know about you all. And for those of you who do not frequent beauty supply stores, like some of the, listen, I love a good beauty supply store. The larger, the better. The beauty supply store, if you think that the beauty supply store is Sally's or the beauty supply that you catch at Walmart before you go into the rest of it, you have not seen a beauty supply store. The beauty supply store is not the beauty supply store unless there are metal detectors when you walk in. If you cannot get earrings, contacts, a perm, a wig, eyelashes, and glue, I don't even even know what kind of beauty supply store you shop at. Well, I don't even know how you live your life, okay? How is your beauty being supplied if you don't have a beauty supply store that is this this beautiful, okay? But listen, let me tell you what they're going to have at the beauty supply store. They're going to have a blueberry scarf for you. Blueberry. It's going to be blueberry. It ain't going to never burr. Mm-mm, mm-mm. No, honey, it ain't going to never burr at the beauty supply store, okay? But but they are going to have some good blueberry scarves for you. And for years, decades, okay, you can get a blueberry scarf from the beauty supply store. And Burberry left them alone, okay? Burberry wasn't worried about our beauty supply store. You know what they did? Burberry joined Mind Your Business Ministry when our beauty supply store was making them Burberry scarves and prints and stuff. But you know what? They left the ministry. Listen, honey, they left Mind Your Business Ministry when they walked into Target and saw that Target thought that you was going to pull up on me wrong. Burberry said. And so this is what happened. This is what happened. Burberry said, not today. And we need to rescue Target. And for me, this rescue is really not up for debate. I know that we often rescue some people. And and when we rescue folks, it's a stretch. Y'all want to give them floaties. Y'all want to tell them to to hold on to a string in the middle of a rough ocean. Y'all don't want to rescue them is what I'm saying. But what I'm saying is this. We have to rescue Target. We don't have a choice, okay? Anisha says, Target been trying it. They do need a boat quick. We do. They need a boat, okay? Maybe they thought the beauty supply store started it and Burberry stole it from the beauty supply store. Maybe they thought that creativity is free and we can all get in. I don't know what they thought, okay? I can't come up. I don't have it the way that I need to. Let me see. Meg says, Burberry is only intimidated by Target and that's why they are going after them. I totally agree. And I mean, you can't be no thief now. All right, Target, I love you. Now get it together. Now, when we put Target into the ship or the helicopter, are we going to grab the helicopter for them? When we put Target in the helicopter, we're going to say, now listen, Target, listen, listen now. All right. We rescued you, but it wasn't easy. Okay. Now here's the thing. You can't be no thief now. All right. We love you. We appreciate everything you add to our life and, and you've been a blessing. Okay. Listen, you've blessed us. 
tremendously, but you can't be no thief. This got to be the last time you get finished stealing. Get finished. Wrap up the stealing now. No more stealing. Can we do that? Anisha says, nope, but only. We got to let them in. Can we rescue Target? Regina says, rescue Target. I know where I'm shopping when I walk through the door. Lynn says, Burberry needs to hold on to the edges because Target is getting on it. But we have to save Target. Now we're going to talk to Target. Uh, Lady says, you only want to save them because that's your favorite store. I feel judged. I feel judged. Is there something wrong with Target being my favorite store? Hmm. I do love Target. I be trying to tell my husband, you know, because he'd be like, oh, babe, you look nice. Where you get that from? I'm like, Target. Target is a blessing. Candy says, Target has recently camped up their stores here in Southern California. What you mean my camped up child? Break it down for us. I don't know. It sounds like we're going to be able to rescue Target. I don't see a one that has come up against Target. Target is the working person's name and rescue them. Now, I am going to say this. Now, let me tell you. All right, here's the thing. And I'll move on because it sounds like we're going to be able to rescue them. Not only are we going to rescue Target, every now and then, I don't know about you, but when I'm shopping through Target, I have to remind Target that they're Target. You know, um, you don't never want to hold anybody to you know, a certain value, you certainly want to make sure that people can set their price and that if you can't meet their price, you you should just leave. But I just like to remind Target that when we first started, you was a lot cheaper than this, you know, Target. Sometimes I pick up some dresses from Target and I'm like, nah. And so maybe they tried to put some Burberry in there so that we can try and start seeing them differently. But here's a word, okay? You can't just surprise people with your transition. You can't just surprise us with your transition. You got to ease us into this thing. I think that Target tried to knock off Burberry because they wanted us to believe that they was taking it to a next level. But God has said through the lawsuit to just come on back to where you started. Come on back to your first works. Come on back down. Because I remember when Target was Target and not Target. And sometimes... They be after these coins, you know, but that's all right. We still going to rescue them because I believe that there's grace and there's hope. Darcel said Target is high. Sometimes Target is high, you know, but we can rescue them, you know, leave Burberry alone. And you just got to get Target onto the boat and just talk to them. Target, we just need to talk to you for a little bit. Okay, you tried to take us too fast and God put this lawsuit down so that you could just come on back to your first works. And now that you're back here at your first works, we just want you to remember that you are affordable for us. We can can just run out and grab things. You know, we can get us a cute little dress. We can get us some cute little shoes and we don't have to go to the mall. And the reason why we don't go to the mall is because Target is convenient. It's not because we want to pay mall prices. Okay, if we was going to pay mall prices, we would just go on up to the mall and do what we had to do. But Target, we just need you to remember who you are. And I think Burberry's out here helping us. Okay. That's all I'm saying. Target, we're going to rescue you. Kendra says, Walmart don't be trying to switch it up, loyalty. That's true. Walmart doesn't try to switch it up. Um, I don't know. I think people are either a Target person or a Walmart person. I don't know if you can be both. Are you Target or Walmart? If you're listening on the podcast, drop me a line on our social media. If you're on the, the blog, drop me a line. Are you a Target or a Walmart person? 
That's what I want to know. I'm not judging you. Don't say nothing about who you are either way. You're right. Walmart doesn't drop its prices. Um, I like Target. I don't know. I'm, I'm a Target girl. I, I don't know what it is about Target. Um, I, I don't know. That's just me. Elizabeth says, I'm both. I can't decide. Taminka says she's Target. Camry says, I double dip Target for certain things and Walmart for certain things. Uh, I think um, there's a Walmart close to my neighborhood here in Denver, and it's great. I think that um, some of the Walmarts where I lived in Texas were... um, You just needed a certain level of protection when going. Um, But the Walmart here in Denver is awesome. Okay, let's see. Um, Who else? Target has rescued me, so I'm rescuing them. Now, that's a word you almost, I almost cut a rug. I almost had to take my headphones off and give him some glory for that because Target has rescued me. Target clothes are much better, but anything else, Walmart. I do think that Target is a little bit more, a little bit more stylish. I think, okay, that's me. That's what I think. That's my business. I don't know about your business. Africa says definitely Target, especially because of all of Target's checkout lines are always open, unlike Walmart. And she had a little. I think her and Walmart are working through some forgiveness about them lines, okay? Uh, Helena says, we did have some hood Walmarts in Texas. Let me tell you, Helena, you speaking a word. I did like Walmart, but man, some of the ones where I'm from in Texas, just bruh, okay? I had to, listen, first of all, I didn't go into Walmart cute, okay? Because, mm-mm, mm-mm trying to leave the way I came in. And I had to become angry when I went to Walmart. I had to like become somebody to go into the Walmart in Texas. I had to look like, don't fool with me. I had to look like I just got out, okay? I had to look like, child, I wish you would, you know, run up if you want to, limp back. That's what I had to do to go into to my Walmart. Janelle says, we do in Texas shootings, thefts, child, child. Maybe it's a Texas Walmart thing. Because my Walmart in Texas would have you out here wrong. And and sometimes it's unavoidable. You got to go to Walmart. But I had to like really get my thug life on. Okay? That's all I was saying. Can we rescue Target? Target is being rescued. We're going to get Target onto the helicopter and we're going to have a good talking to with Target. And I believe that Target is going to come to know a new way of life. There's another story that's been in the headlines that I think is worthy of rescuing. I believe that this story is going to uh, to really just relate to our five-finger grab from last week. You know, because the part of the reason why, I don't know if you listened to last week's episode. If not, child, what is you doing? Why? What, come on now, get your life together. Okay, anywho, last week we did a story about a woman who didn't want to discipline her child because she didn't want to hit him and then perhaps go to jail. Um, we talked about how a five-finger grab can just really bless your life. I want to encourage those of you who didn't listen to go on and check that out. But I want to talk about Grandma Hattie today. Grandma Hattie uh, recently made news because she is a 95-year-old grandmother who reached her boiling point when her granddaughter, who wouldn't get out of bed, decided to call the police for help. 
Uh, Granny will probably be thinking twice before she picks up the phone to call the police again because she ended up getting arrested. That's right. I'm going to run it back one more time for you. A 95-year-old great-grandmother had reached her boiling point with her granddaughter who wouldn't get out of bed. Granddaughter wouldn't get out of bed. So you know what she told the granddaughter? I'm going to call the police on you. Granny calls the police on the granddaughter, but some kind of way there was a turn of events because she ended up getting arrested. Hattie Reynolds, the 95-year-old grandmother, decided she was going to get her granddaughter out of bed and took a slipper and slapped her in the face with it. In the police report, both Grandma Hattie and Janine accused the other of getting loud after she went in Janine's room to get her out of bed. Janine says she was on the phone when her grandmother barged in, and Janine Jamine says that she told her to get out, but her granny said she wasn't leaving. And that's, see, let me pause. Let me pause from reading the story, because when I first read the headline, I did not know why she had got arrested. And then I realized what went wrong. Uh, what went wrong is when when grandma said to to get up and, and get out of the bed and to get off the phone. And she said that she wasn't going to do it. Mm-hmm. Um, mm, never, never, ever, ever do you tell anybody who pays the bills in your home and affords you an opportunity to rest your head to say that uh, that you're not going to get up when I say get up. The way that I was raised, um, I just didn't feel like when my parents asked me to do things that it was like actually a question. Is this cultural? It, maybe it's cultural. I never felt like when my parents were like, can you do something or, or do this? I, I never thought that they were actually asking me. I, I really felt like it was basically, it was what was going to happen. You know, like, um, that's what I thought, you know. And evidently they say that the granddaughter was 40 some years old. I can't confirm or deny that it wasn't in the story that I read. But at 40 some years old, if I tell you to get on up, James Brown style. I want to see your feet shuffling. You know, I want to see your feet. If I tell you at four months old to get on up, I, I, I want to see. I want to see something shuffling. I want to see your head bobbing like you would get up if you could, but you're not able to. You know, like it's not really. I didn't really have those types of options. And now Grandma didn't got arrested fooling with her. Let me tell you what grandma said. Grandma said, she's just staying here living with me and she won't get up out of the bed. She act like this, her property, and I want her out of the bed. If it ain't a word, I don't know what he is. Uh, I don't know what he is, but I want to know, can we rescue grandma Hattie? Grandma Hattie is arrested by the police officers for slapping the girl in the face with a slipper. Now, you know, you can't slap people no more. Grandma, or maybe you don't. Can we talk to Grandma on the helicopter after we talk to Target? Uh, Jaleesa says, why are we not saving the granddaughter for the spirit of foolery with her granny? You're right. Maybe I got it twisted. Maybe who we need to be defending is not the grandmother for doing a little patty cake with the slipper on the lady's face. Maybe who we need to rescue is the granddaughter. I don't know. Who are we rescuing here? 
I don't know. I think that we need to, someone needs to be rescued though. I think we need to rescue Grandma Hattie because Grandma Hattie ended up in cuffs. And Grandma Hattie didn't live 95 years old. You can't end up in no cuffs at 95 years old because you wouldn't get up out the bed. Now, Grandma did call the police and and I don't, Grandma called the police because Grandma says she needs to get up. I don't think Grandma called the police because she thought it was anything wrong with hitting somebody in the face with a slipper. So what we're going to do is we're going to rescue Grandma. Who got five on bond? I got five on bond. If we can all pull together as a delegation, I believe that we can get Grandma Hattie out. Grandma Hattie probably ain't even still in jail. But just for the sake of this conversation, we're going to rescue Grandma and we're going to say, Grandma, here's the thing. We don't slap people anymore or with slippers. Britt Jones says that's some old school discipline, without a doubt. First of all, you know how I know it's old school? Because grandma wanted her out of the bed and all she had around her to help her was a slipper. And she lifted her foot off and allowed her foot to be cold long enough that she could slap this granddad. That is some old school stuff. Let me tell you something. My mother whooped me with a Mickey Mouse paddle one time. Just to make, like I was just sitting there paddling, just boing, boing, boing on the little ball on the paddle. And then my mother found something that I did. And she took my joy. She took what was joy for me in the moment and used it to get me together. My mama whooped me with a piece of paper one time. You have not, if your parents took time to to sit down and talk to you and only had one thing that they, you know, used to discipline you, a wooden spoon or something like that. Your parents are, are um, new school. Some of these old school parents, like the ones I have, will use anything that's within reach to just get you together. And, and I mean, anything that's within reach, a tree, branch, a piece of paper, um, just anything you hold near, a ponytail holder, um, just anything. They will just, whatever I can reach is what I'm going to use. I don't need to, why would I need to go to my closet and get a special belt when I could use anything laying around? There's a piece of mail right here. I'm going to use this piece of mail. I'm going to use this battery to get you together, okay? So so I don't I don't fully understand I don't fully understand how she forgot that her grandmother, her great-grandmother rather, wasn't the one. But I just want to know if we can rescue her. Because how could we not? Hmm. Nakia said a cup. Nakia said, have you ever been whooped with a cup? Pamela Evans said a fly swatter. If you've never been whooped with a fly swatter or spanked, spanked I think is the better word to use. I don't think we whoop anymore. We spank. If you ain't never been spanked with a fly swatter, I don't know what your life is. Okay. All right. A fly, my mother loved, I don't think she ever swatted one fly with that fly swatter, but my, oh my, did she swat a few behinds? That's what I want to know. Yes, great-grandma had to remind her, we're going to rescue old-school discipline in this new-school world, okay? We're going to rescue—this is bigger than grandma. We're going to rescue old-school discipline in this new-school world. I don't think old-school discipline works for everything. Hear me loudly. Hear me clearly. I don't think old-school discipline works for everything, but I think there is something to be said about when it did work. Shonda said a switch that you picked from the trees. Shonda, why they make us pick our own switches? I don't even look at trees the same. Some people see see trees and see beauty. I see, I have PTSD when I see trees. They blow in the wind. I think they're going to just blow off and just come right from my behind, grown as I am today, okay? Yes, pick your own switch. And then don't pick a switch, a little weak switch, because then, you, then you're going to make it worse because you got to go back out there and get a switch that is worthy of the crime that you have committed, okay? 
All right. Lakeisha said, I don't have a tree in my yard. Not right now. I'm still scared of trees. Okay. All right. So we're going to, okay. Tarsha says, please rescue her and me. I just used a shoe the other day. Tarsha, we, we are all in prayer as a part of the Woman Evolved delegation because listen, honey, we know. Brittany Phillips says, old school for the old granddaughter. Now she reached back. She reached back. She sure did. She looked at that date of birth and she said, oh, you need an old school whooping. All right, child. Let's see. We rescued the grandmother. We rescued Target. I don't know if you all are on to me, but usually I try to rescue people who I know will be an easy rescue because I know when I come with the next rescue that the helicopter is probably going to be full. And I need y'all to make space in the helicopter. Move your hips. Move your hips and make room on the helicopter because this next rescue is going to require empathy and compassion and just love. Do you hear me? Do you hear me? This next rescue. Ciao. A young lady by the name of Nicole Arbor recently took the time to produce a video that is a um it is a uh, what do you what what are we going to call this thing it's a um she was inspired here we go okay here we go here we go start over scratch okay here we go some i see on facebook live they're already telling me no that's all right we're going to we're going to work through this together as a family guys here's the thing We need to rescue Nicole Arbor. She was inspired by a young man by the name of Childish Gambino. And Nicole was so inspired by the art of Childish Gambino in his video, This Is America, that she decided to make a female empowerment version of it by expressing some of the issues and dilemmas and obstacles that face women in today's society. The internet was not pleased with Nicole Arbor's um, video, uh, and understandably so. And and it's okay. It, I don't think that it. She meant it as a parody. Um, I want us to consider when we rescue her. That um, here's a few things I want us to consider. Um, I really don't think Nicole knew any better. Guys, on Facebook Live, I see a stream of no's, like a mighty rushing wind of just no, no, nah, absolutely not cancel. My sister just tuned in. Hey, Co, Cora, I want you to co-host the podcast with me next week. Make me some time, Tuesday, one-ish. Okay, anywho's. Um people are saying absolutely not to us rescuing Nicole. Lori has suggested that Kanye can save her, and I actually think that's a clever idea. Here's the thing, here's the thing, here's the thing. Okay. Takesha says, not happening, Sarah. Nicole knew better. Okay. And Jamila says she will know today if she did not know before. And okay, here's the thing. Here's the reason why I would like to submit. For the for consideration, okay, that we rescue Nicole. Nicole really took the time to produce a video that she felt speaks to the dilemmas of being a woman. And 
And I watched the video and I cringed. I cringed watching the video because I don't think, I think there's a couple of things wrong with it. Um, Santonio says it's a hard no for me. There's no room at the cross, she says at all. He says it all. Here's the thing. Okay, here's the thing. Just hear me out. Hear me out. Because I know if you're listening on the podcast that you're already shaking your head no too, and you are in full agreement with the Woman Evolved delegation. But this is what I would like to submit for your consideration. Um, I don't think she knew any better. I think that we want to believe that she knew better, but I don't think that she knew any better. I honestly, truly believe that in her world that she was so inspired by how um, powerful and impactful and artistic the video was that she thought, how powerful would it be if this spoke to an issue that is near and dear to my heart? I think that we have to be willing to rescue her because if we don't rescue her, we are going to continue to have division when it comes to racial issues when what we need more than anything is education. What we really need is sensitivity. And I think that that though she probably meant well, I don't think that her world is um, diverse enough to really understand the implications of taking a video that speaks to some of the very real, very challenging, very life-threatening issues that face, you know, many Black Americans and to use it to point into another direction. You know, like, I don't know, child. Here's the thing. Okay. Like, I went to school, I was the only Black girl in a lot of my classes. All right, here we go. We're just going to have this. We're just going to be, I'm just going to have this talk here, okay? I was the only Black girl in a lot of my classes. And when I tell you there is an honest, um, genuine, just ignorance, just like it's a it's a real ignorance about race and Blackness in America. And I don't mean ignorant in like this shady way. I mean like an honest ignorance of of what it means to be Black, of what's offensive, of what's not offensive. You know, you know, statements like, you know, slavery was hundreds of years ago, get over it. You know, civil rights was decades ago, get over it. Like they really don't understand like, even though we may not have been directly affected by things like slavery or directly affected by things like the civil rights movement, the fact that we can reach back and just touch it, like we can just re- like literally just pick up the phone and call our parents, pick up the phone and call our aunties, pick up the phone and call our grandparents, or and they can tell us about their great-grandparents who were slaves. Like they don't understand that we, we as a people are not very far removed from it, even though you are very far removed from it. And I think that she probably really felt like she was doing something powerful that was going to speak up for women, but she just doesn't understand the the implications of taking something that is being really, you know, promoted in culture to bring awareness and use it to take away from what he's talking about in the message of this is America. Like, I don't think she knew. 
And I'm not saying that because she didn't know that she gets a pass, but I'm saying because she didn't know if we don't rescue her and mentalities like hers, then we're going to create to have division and then post about unity. You know, like, I don't know. You know, I, I, I don't know if I did a good job explaining it, but I don't think that, I don't think, I don't know. I don't know, child. That was all the effort I had. Brandy says, Sarah, save it. The people are saying a hard no. Brandy, I see. I'm really trying. Anita says, I see what you're saying. I'm just saying, like, even my sons, you know, who have gone to schools where they're the only Black boys, they have, you know, brought over friends from school, and they're just living their little suburban lives, okay? she, They're just living their little just suburban, just, you know, nothing affects me, nothing has happened I don't want to say nothing affects me because I do think that there are nuances in their culture that that create, you know, things, I guess. I, this is what I'm saying, though, is that like when we have these moments where we are insisting that Black Lives Matter, like it doesn't affect them from day to day. So it really takes someone, an ally, a Black person who's willing to stand in the gap to say, oh, this is why this was painful. This is why this is hurtful to us. This is why this came off as ignorant. And I know that you probably were well-intentioned in doing so, but the reality is that there are just nuances that you don't understand. I don't know, child. I'm trying. Facebook Live, I need you. What are your thoughts? Portia told me to stop making excuses for their bad behavior. I'm not trying to make excuses. I just, here's the thing. Here's what I am concerned about for us as a culture and generation is like, I really feel like I have a responsibility to not become so angry and not become so upset that I become the very thing that I hate. You know, I think that if, and maybe maybe I'm living in a fantasy land where I feel like my words are powerful enough and my communication is strong enough to try and bridge the gap. But I just really do believe that there are some of us who are strategically positioned to be a voice of understanding and sensitivity that allows for education to take place in a safe place. Like as long as we like, oh, you know, they're this and they're that, they're never going to be able to come to us and say, I really don't understand saying, what did I do wrong? You know, I don't mean that we have to to take right and call it wrong or take wrong and call it right. But I am saying that we cannot be so angry that we don't allow ourselves to be effective. Hmm. Lori says, we forgive her, but she has to do some research. Sarita says, you have a very valid point. Natasha says, truth. I don't know. I'm trying Desiree says, you got to give what you receive. Brianna says, right. That's very true, Sarah. Anger doesn't help, though it may be justified. We need more conversations. Yeah, because like at the end of the day, let's be angry. Okay, let's be upset. But then what? Then what? Like, what do we get for being angry? We get to have venom in our heart and poisonous thoughts in our mind. What I want to be more than angry is effective. I want to be effective. I want to be able to have conversations. I speak in a lot of predominantly white rooms and a lot of predominantly black rooms. You know, I have not spoken in a predominantly brown room or yellow room. What's up? Well, can I, can I get an invitation? Anywho, when I get there, 
I like to be authentic to who I am as a Black girl in America. I don't, you know, try and change the way that I speak or to change the way that I deliver. And I think that because I have been given the responsibility and the, you know, opportunity to be in those spaces, that maybe I can do something in that room that builds trust, that builds, you know, relationship well enough that when I do turn around on my social media and say that this isn't right or this could have been done better because they trust my heart, they trust where I'm coming from and they trust that I'm not just saying like, oh no, they know better, they should do better and all white people are this, all white people are that that I have an opportunity to have an educational conversation. I don't know. Amor says, I say rescue if what she did wasn't purposeful. What was her intention? I really do think she was really trying to bring awareness, like she was trying to use it for the Me Too movement. And the Me Too movement, you know what? Here's the thing too. I think that like part of the reason why it's sensitive is because you— you know, took someone's creativity and used it for your own purposes. Just like, you know, maybe you took someone's ability and used it to build your own nation, you know? And so I think anytime something feels like it is robbed from the Black community and used to push forward something that is different than what we're motivating or or promoting at that moment, that it can be problematic. Here's what I think she could have done. Okay, so when I get Nicole on the helicopter, and it sounds like it ain't going to be but me and a few other people. Okay, um, when I get her on the helicopter, this is what I'm going to say. I'm going to say, Chad, listen, here's the thing. If you really want to take what Childish Gambino did and use it for the Me Too movement, the first thing you should do is take what Childish Gambino did and validate it and and endorse it and become an advocate for what he's fighting for. Because when I believe that you are fighting for me in the same direction, then I may not mind when you use my strategy to, to fight other things. You know, but I think that whenever you just take it and, and you don't validate it or endorse it, and I think, you know, I don't know, child. I'm really, I know I'm stretching, I'm reaching, I'm trying though. I'm trying because I want to believe the best of people. And I want to believe that in spite of this culture where everything has so much vitriol and hate in it, that we're, that someone is just trying to think the best thought. Okay. Portia said, bless your heart. I see it from another perspective. Pray for me. I know, child, Portia, listen, honey, it's hard. Okay. It's hard. I know it's hard. But, um, you know, what do we get for being angry? I'm not saying we just have to roll over and take everything, but I do think that there is an opportunity before we're just like throwing stones at her, before throwing stones or instead of throwing stones, what if we grabbed her hand, sat down and said, girl, listen, I know what you meant, but this is why that hurt. Okay, this is why. Amanda says, we can believe the best of her and still not say, oh, you see, I tried. Okay, that's I tried. Brandy says, okay, I'm back and it's a no. All right, all right, all right. Does anyone want to, who is going to be on the helicopter with me? Tamika says, you make a good point, but it seems they are taking things and calling it their own, pointing out what's wrong with our culture. I'm working on it. I think that like, and that's why, you know, maybe it's just me and her on the helicopter, but maybe this is what I need to tell her. Like, it's not just this one isolated video. It's years and years and years of inflicted pain 
and issues. Okay. Octavia said, nope, you get off the helicopter. She said, I can't be on the helicopter neither. Child, what y'all going to do to the helicopter? Shay is Shay Derry is on the helicopter with me. Come on and bless him. Rebecca Rogers says, I'll join you in the copter. People do need education to do away with ignorance. Yes. Okay. Listen. All right. It's going to be me and about three people. Lady says, drown. <laughs> you don't really want to save her, do you? I do want, I do want to save her for real. You know, I want to save people like her. Takesha says, I'm sorry, sis, I'm not getting on the helicopter, but let me cry, get it out, and then I'll chat with Nicole. That's fine. Everybody can't get on the helicopter at the same times. You know, sometimes we have to take take our time. I'm just tired of being upset. I'm just tired of being angry. I want to feel like I can do something to change the thing that I'm frustrated about. I don't want to live in this world where I'm so upset with my emotions that I don't take action at all, you know, and I don't, I want to believe in unity. I want to believe that we're all going to have unity in that. And I don't think that unity can take place unless we're willing to, to have conversations, you know, I don't know. That's my, that's, I tried. Shonda says, we gave you Target, sis. This is a note. Well, listen, honey, you had to give me Target because, child, listen, I was ready to fight for Target. Um, Darcel says, I don't have energy to be upset anymore. Yeah. I think that, like, there are some instances where you just are going to be angry and you're going to have to work through your anger. But I think when we're finished being angry and we're finished being upset, that we have to figure out, now, how can I be effective? And if it just starts in my community and in my world, if it starts with PTA and on the job, if all I can do is give a voice, a, a reasoned, balanced voice to why someone feels the way they do, why people aren't just looting and tearing up their community, but because rage is... You know, the what did, what did Dr. King say? Rage is the something of the unheard. Rage is the, somebody tell me what he said, okay? And he says, technically, it's the same situation as Target. She tried to borrow someone else's art. Anita better come. Anita, you must have went to college. Anita is smart. You have Tarjay and old school grandma. Nicole need more time. You see, I tried to ease it on in there. I tried to get Tarjay and grandma off first. I was like, oh, look at them. Their heart is open. Oh, yes. They empathetic. And then, and then, and then I tried to slide Nicole in there. Cora Jakes Coleman says, effectiveness can't be anchored in negative emotions or you are bound to drown. Ain't you? Because there, listen, here's, here's what I have learned in my few little old years on this here earth. They, we are going to have plenty of reasons, black, white, brown, yellow. We're going to have plenty of reasons to be angry. Life is not short of reasons to be angry and disappointed and upset. The real struggle, the real issue is for us to try and see beyond ourselves and to hope in spite of anger, to hope in spite of disappointment. And so here's me hoping that Nicole really thought that she was doing something powerful and learn after posting that it wasn't the smartest thing and and we'll move forward with some knowledge that that race is a very sensitive issue in America and we have to be willing to to understand that our ignorance can help or hurt the causes that are important to people who are marginalized that's it. Ciao. Y'all made me work for that. 
Portia said she get on the helicopter from Detroit only if you can drop me off at the spot to try to show her the air of her ways. And if I'm not able to plant the seeds, then you water and let God give it. Come on, Portia. I want y'all to know that God is really moving on this here Woman Evolved podcast because Portia started off and she said, absolutely not. But God, Portia going to get on the helicopter with us. Hey, girl, I'm going to bring you something on the helicopter. Okay. All right. All right. So that was Nicole Arbor, who we rescued kind of with much struggle. It was a struggle rescue. It was like a Baywatch rescue when you didn't know if the lifeguard was going to drown trying to save the person. Y'all remember Baywatch? I mean, the real Baywatch when um, Pamela Lee was running around with that bathing suit on. Yeah, and you there would be these moments when we was trying to rescue somebody and the person would be flailing their arms and the red thing wasn't working and then it looked like the lifeguard was going to drown, but we ended up making it to the other side. All right. All right, that was a good old Baywatch rescue. All right, so I just have one more rescue and I just want to rescue... I want to rescue women in general. Are you ready? Prepare your hearts. Nicole is on the helicopter. We've moved on. Now Now I want us to, to really embrace something different, okay? All right. Here's the thing. I have seen a lot of women in the news lately, um, rappers and singers who are feuding and putting one another on blast, you know, from the Cardi B's of the world to Azalea to Brandy. Monice, um, Tiana Taylor, just just a lot of stuff, okay? And I just want to rescue us as women from, from just perpetuating women can't get along. I want to rescue us from this idea of because somebody hurt me, I'm going to put them on blast publicly and try to embarrass them or hurt them the same way they hurt me. Let me tell you something. I wrote a book called Lost and Found, from, and it was about all of my raggedy ways. And God is faithful because he has really delivered me from a lot of rescue. I mean, from a lot of raggedy. And um, I wrote in the book about how I used to make you know, I would be dating someone and he would be dating someone too. And I would know that he was dating someone. And in that moment, it wasn't about whether or not he would stop dating that person. It became about me winning over her or me beating her and having him. It became, it honestly, it had very little to do with him and everything to do with me being insecure about another woman having something that I wanted or having some value or some path that I didn't have. And I just think that we need to really consider really being more responsible as women with another woman's heart. And I think, you know, like Rescue Eve, like, okay, so the podcast, I ain't gonna lie. Like we get to come on the podcast and be slightly petty. We get to come on the podcast and share some of our thoughts and feelings and emotions. But the reason why I insist on like the Rescue Eve, like, because I believe that we need a safe space where we can share some of our petty thoughts, but to also be challenged to think higher 
and to grow and to stretch. And so for me, Woman Evolve is about meeting a woman where she is, but hopefully leading her to where I believe God wants us to be as women. And I think the problem with social media and the problem with a lot of us in general is that we don't use social media to build other people up. We use social media to expose one another. And when our life becomes about competition or exposing someone's insecurities or flaws, I think we're going to continue to see a lot of people be broken for the world to see. And I just want to rescue, um, I want to rescue women, of course, those who have been in the news, but I want to just rescue all women, whether you're in the news or just in your community or at your school, who feel like your greatest threat is another woman. I believe that that is such a disservice to who you are and what God placed down on the inside of you. And I am guilty of getting joy out of seeing another woman suffer and getting joy out of seeing another woman be embarrassed or getting joy out of seeing another woman be hurt. And I realized that the only reason why I got joy out of it is because she began to reflect what I felt on the inside. And when she began to reflect what I felt on the inside, then I felt better about my own pain and my own insecurities. So I want to encourage us to to rescue ourselves from our insecurities and from our need to see another woman hurt. And the only way that you can do that is by reversing reversing the curse, right? So maybe you're a hater like I used to be. And listen, honey, we talking real. We speaking truth of right now, okay? Like maybe you're a hater. Maybe you know down on the inside, I feel a little bit better when my girl didn't get the promotion. I feel better when I found out that my girl's man was cheating on her. I feel better. It makes me feel better about my life. It makes me feel better about these extra pounds. It makes me feel better that I don't have my degree. Here's the thing. I want you to reverse the curse by beginning to really want better for other people. Because sometimes when we don't want better for ourselves, wanting better for someone else can inspire us. And, you know, I want to wish well to all of the women who I see in the news, to all of the other women who are trying to make the best out of what life has dealt them. And and I want to challenge you, Woman Evolved Delegation, to help me spread the kind of love that we ultimately want to receive. I'm tired of this idea of women can't get along and and we're mean to each other. Because honestly, the only time that I really felt like women were mean to me is when I was being mean to another woman. Hmm. That You know what I'm saying? The only time I felt like a woman was being mean to me was when I was being mean to another woman. When I decided to, I let me tell you something. It's been a, a cool minute since I just felt like, oh, um, you know, oh, I don't like her. Child, first of all, who has time to not like somebody? I'm grown. I got bills. I got things to do. We don't have to be best friends, but to, but to just be like, oh, I don't like her. We got beef. Who has time for beef? No, I'm vegan spiritually, not in real life. I don't have time for beef. There is no such thing as beef. If I have an issue to you, I want to tell you in love, like something you said hurt my feelings. Something you did made me feel like I have apologized to people. 
Okay, y'all don't have time for me and my stories, but here it is real fast, okay? There was a season in my life when I was going through a transition, and when I was going through the transition, I started like spazzing out because I didn't know who I was. And when I started spazzing out, this is so me, but whatever. When I started spazzing out, I started making people who were connected to me feel like it was on them. Like, oh, well, I didn't like what you said, or I didn't like the way that you pressured me in to do this. And God really had to put me in check, okay? He really had to put me in check. And he was like, sis, here's the thing. You don't know who you are. And so you're challenging people who are around you with arrogance. And God really made me go back. I went back to that person and I was like, I really apologize for putting you in a position where I inflicted you with my own insecurities and perhaps made you question who you are. I realize now that what was really happening is that I was questioning myself. And because I was questioning myself, I put you in a position that may have made you question who you are. You know, and I believe that God makes all things work together. Maybe that person needed to question themselves, but what I needed to do was take responsibility for me not being in a healthy enough place to make a judgment about what someone else should do or how someone else should handle themselves, you know? And I just think that that when we have insecurities inside, we inflict insecurities on other people. And sometimes you may not be able to dig within your own insecurities and figure out what's going on with you. But I think that you need to start planting the kind of seeds that you want to receive a harvest on. So I don't know who you are. My reformed hater, girl, I'm reaching out. I'm telling you, uh, my name is Sarah Jakes Roberts and I am a recovering hater. And I want to help you become a recovering hater by sowing seeds of love and unity to everyone you meet. Okay. Instead of rolling your eyes or not liking that picture, go on and double tap. Go on and tell that girl you look good. Go on and tell that girl that I that I'm happy for you. That's that's all I'm saying. And then you take your time and you go back to God in prayer and you say, God, I sowed the right seed. Now I need you to help me uncover the feeling. You need to read wholeness by my husband. Help me uncover the feeling that I felt that that feeling that made me jealous, that feeling that made me angry when I saw her succeeding. Help me to figure out what that is and help me to uproot it because I hate that part of me that can't celebrate another person. I hate that part of me that makes me feel like like I'm not good enough when I see someone else doing what I want them to do. I hate that part of me and I want to be happy for real. I want to be content for real. So God, take this from me because it's poison and venom and I don't want to live like this anymore. Okay, so that's all. Edward said, reformed hater. That's a sermon. It's a word. It's my truth. Hey, Edward, Woman Evolved Delegation. We see y'all. Later says, word, I'm really accepting this challenge. Please do, okay? Please do. Don't perpetuate this idea that women can't get along. I don't think it's true, and I don't think it has to be that way. Listen, honey, it's hundreds of us sitting right here on this here Facebook Live, and we are sitting here enjoying one another, disagreeing, and still moving forward and pushing through, okay? So let's get our get your edges. Get your business, get your life, get your edges, get your water, stay moisturized, and get your heart together, because ain't nobody got time for bitter in 2018, okay? Nobody has time for jealousy in 2018. Get your life, all right? Start telling another woman, I see you out here doing the thing and I'm celebrating you. If don't nobody else see you, I see you, girl. And then you go back to the Lord in prayer and say, now, God, show me. She made sure. Oh, 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 I got a word. 
oh, I got a word. I got a word. Maybe it's a journey. Go with me. Here we go. Maybe what you are experiencing that you are translating as jealousy is actually somebody making your baby leap. Is it a word or is it not a word? Hmm? You know, when uh, Mary went to go see Elizabeth in the Bible, I know y'all not Bible scholars in it, and I'm not, I'm not taking a text, okay? But here's the thing. Okay, so when uh, Mary went and saw Elizabeth and Elizabeth's baby leaped when she saw Mary, you know, there was something that was taking place on the inside of Mary that made what was taking place on the inside of Elizabeth her baby jump, you know, and that's how she knew that she was pregnant with the Holy Spirit. I want to challenge you reformed hater, you, that maybe, just maybe, what you are translating as jealousy or inadequacy is actually you seeing another woman who is a reflection of what God placed down on the inside of you. But because you can't get past feeling like she is showing you what you will never be, you don't see that she is actually blazing a trail so that you can become closer to who God called you to be. I dropped the microphone in here because it was a word. It's not jealousy. It's a leap. It's not jealousy. It's it's God showing you what's down on the inside of you. Why would you be jealous of something that you didn't have the the fact that you're even jealous of? Like when I see Oprah, like um I'm not jealous of Oprah, you know? Like I I'm not jealous of Oprah. I'm inspired by Oprah. Now, if in my brokenness, I would have seen Oprah. I would have been jealous of Oprah. But now when I see Oprah, I see the possibilities that exist for me. So I don't really have time to jealous to be jealous. What I need to do is instead start digging down on the inside of me to figure out what's leaping whenever I see you. And and that's a word. And you, maybe you can tell somebody who you've cut off because of jealousy. Maybe you can tell them, I used to see you and be a little bit jealous because I didn't think that I would ever be able to to achieve what it is you're achieving. But I I got a word today and I feel like what I really should have been feeling instead was inspiration. And so I apologize for mistreating you. I apologize for anything that I did that made you feel inadequate or insecure. That was my own insecurities projecting onto your achievements. And now I just want you to know that I'm, I'm inspired and I'm watching and learning from a distance. All right, child. That's it. That's it. It's a word. All right. I see a lot of amens happening from the Woman Evolved delegation. All right now. Whew. That was a stretch. Okay. That was a stretch. But that is the end of Rescue Eve, and we are sliding into Hail Mary. Hail Mary is a portion of the show where we take an opportunity to just acknowledge a woman who was doing something incredible in the news. And I was so excited to see some of these stories that I could not wait for us to come together. My first, Hail Mary, okay, is a young whippersnapper, huh? A young whippersnapper named Adrian Norris. Adrian Norris is 64 years old. And for those of you who don't know, she is the mother of a Jada Pinkett Smith. I don't know if you all realize this or not, but you can have a six pack at 64 years old. I know some of y'all, maybe some of y'all knew that. Okay. But, but you can have a whole six pack 
at 64 years old. How do I know this? Because Adrian Norris is walking around as a living witness that you can have. Adrian Norris posted a picture on Instagram and said, 64 where? I can't find 64. I searched all over, couldn't find 64. It's a, it's a song. I need to get that trademark. She is in incredible shape, okay? And she knows it and she is owning it and she is serving us all kinds of goals. At 64 years old, she is proving that health is wealth and that if you put your mind to it, evidently you can make it happen. So I have a question for you, Woman Evolved Delegation, those of you listening on the podcast and on Facebook Live. Do you want to be a fluffy grandma? Or do you want to have a six pack? This is a legitimate question because when I saw this picture, I said to myself, that's my goal in life. And between now and 64, I ought to be able to get one of them packs. But then again, I thought, what do you want to be? I, I kind of, in my mind, always envisioned myself being like a couch grandma, like the kind of grandma that was just as comfortable as a big old couch. You know what I mean? Like, I just want to be, you know, I want to give the kind of hugs where your kids don't even need a blanket because you are warmth enough. You know, I'm just wondering. But then I saw six pack and I thought to myself, I don't know, maybe maybe being fluffy ain't all it's cracked up to be. You know, maybe I don't want to be a pillow that they lay on and watch TV. Maybe I want to be a rock that they can stand on. Now that needs to be Jesus. Rosalind says, can I just have like a flat stomach and some hips? Girl, first of all, who who we needed to rescue was the saint, whoever you were, God bless you, who asked, was I pregnant on the picture with my father? And I want to just thank all of the Mind Your Business ministry delegation that pulled together to just let them know about Orange Theory and, and that I could never be and that we just stay out of people's uterus here at Woman Evolve. But let me tell you something. All I want is a flat stomach. That's it. And I think I do have one, to be honest. It's just that um, now, well, it's flat until it ain't flat. You know what I'm saying? Hmm. It's flat until I put on something that makes something squeeze over, you know? And so maybe what I don't need, maybe I need to have just clothes that allow me to stay great. That's all I'm saying. Okay. All right, child. Okay, so yes, we are definitely giving a Hail Mary to Adrian Norris. That is Jada Pinkett's mom, the 64-year-old grandmother who has proven that, listen, you can do it, okay? My next Hail Mary is a professor by the name of Sean Pumphrey. I don't know if you saw this story, but a, a young mother needed to come to class but could not find a babysitter and therefore told her professor she wasn't going to make it. When she told her professor she wasn't going to make it, the professor said, go ahead and bring your baby into school. Let me tell you something. Out here doing whatever is necessary to support your students and their dreams. So we're going to give a hail Joseph to Sean Pumphrey, the professor who let his student bring her daughter to school so that she could continue to pursue her education. I tell you, there are some people who are so dedicated to their jobs and their positions that they won't let anything stand in the way of what they consider success. And obviously what he considers success are his students being able to live their best life. So yes, Sean Pumphrey, we are giving you a big ups here at the Woman Evolve podcast. 
Shawanda says, that's awesome. Shanika says, wasn't that here in Arkansas? Girl, I ain't do all my research. I'm sorry, child. But it was it was beautiful. It was amazing. Katrina says, yes, I read that story this afternoon. He's the real MVP. What a blessing. I thought so too. So yes, hail Joseph to Sean Pumphrey. My next hail Joseph are just for all of the parents out here. How many of you have seen these pictures on Instagram or Facebook or wherever um, circulating of parents who are graduating with their children? You know, it's stuff like my mom, you know, worked really hard once she uh, got pregnant with me and, and dropped out of college and had to work really hard for us, but went back to school. And now I'm graduating with her or fathers graduating with their sons and daughters. I just think it's phenomenal that parents are not just out here, you know, supporting their students, but also supporting their own goals and and dreams. And, and maybe that's a word for somebody who is, you're a young mom or a young wife, or an older mom and an older wife, and you're wondering, did I lose it all? You know, when I started making my focus about my family, you know, there's no way that you can lose it all unless you believe in your mind that you're losing it all. If you create a mentality within yourself that this is just a temporary pause until I can and will press play again, then it may help you get through these challenging seasons I want to challenge you to make plans to succeed, to make plans to fulfill that dream that is down on the inside of you and to not allow anything to stand in your way or to make you feel like it's not going to happen. Laura says, yes, education for adult and the children. Selena says, thank you. I graduated with my daughter, bachelor degree for me. Congratulations, Selena. What an incredible, incredible accomplishment. Thank you for inspiring so many of us to not give up and to do whatever is necessary to make it happen. Celine says, amen. And Veronica says, yes, I love it. Continue to make those plans. Phoenicia says, that's such a blessing. When I was a single parent, I took my son to class once and was turned away. I paid for school out of pocket. Man, I know that was a struggle. But that professor... That professor shows that there are some people who certainly have a heart to see people do well. Okay, so that we did a Hail, Mary, Hail Joseph, rather, to Sean Pumphrey. We're also celebrating parents who are graduating with their children. Adrian Norris is out here with that awesome six-pack. And I think there was just one more story about the staff at Ruby Tuesday who saw a mom who was celebrating Mother's Day on her own. I guess her child didn't reach out. And Barbara Foy was feeling sad. She didn't get a call from her son. So she went to the local Ruby Tuesdays to celebrate herself. And staff members noticed that Barbara was eating alone. So they decided to come together and make her a Mother's Day gift basket. They also paid for her lunch and a customer brought her a rose. Now, if that don't, first of all, are y'all a punk like I'm a punk? Are your eyes misty? Did that make your eyes slightly misty? That this young that this young mother, I guess I don't I don't want to say I'm, she was an older mother. She not necessarily a young mother, which means that her son was grown enough to be able to call or to take her out to eat. But you don't you don't know the story, so I mean, I'm not even gonna get into that. I don't know nothing, nothing. I don't know nothing. I'm minding my business, and I'm just gonna read the facts that I do have. And the facts that I do have is that Ruby Tuesday, they're out here blessing the saints. They're blessing the saints and celebrating people. And my eyes got misty. Listen, because I just thought for a minute that 
that that if that were me and had I been there, that 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 would have really warmed my heart. Sandra Washington says, how sweet is that? Melody says, that sounds great. Ebony, they were. She says that they were young people too. They were. So, you know, spreading some love, okay? Spreading some love makes a really, it makes a difference. I see someone asking me whether or not we have a Hail Mary for the Red Table Talk. Yeah, child, we talked about that last week. Uh, Jada Pinkett's incredible show on Facebook that is obviously just going to be rich with content and empowerment. So I hope that you guys get a chance to check that out. Ruby Tuesday staff, at least that particular Ruby Tuesday staff, is really, really out here doing the thing. And then lastly, I saw a story about a young cellist who has been invited to play at Meghan Markle's wedding. Is anyone else still looking for their invitation to the wedding? Did anyone receive theirs? Was it Evite? Do I need to check my spam box? Hmm. Did anybody get it? It's okay because Sheku Kane Mason, I tried. He's a 19-year-old cellist who received a personal invite from Meghan Markle to play at her wedding to Prince Harry. He said, I was bowled over when Miss Markle called me to ask if I would play during the ceremony. And of course, I immediately said, yes, what a privilege. Can I tell you, I am just, y'all know how I feel about Princess Meghan. I've already given her her crown. Listen, I am just, I'm just all things great. He's um, a BBC Young Musician of the Year. And they had his parents have done absolutely everything they can to support his gift. Maybe the parents need to be Hail Mary. Anywho, his parents have supported his talent extensively. He's on scholarship at a school where he's also on got his cello rather on loan, but he has excelled in such a way that he caught the attention of Meghan Markle. And I just think that that is worthy of us saying big ups, okay? Desiree says, does he have a plus one? We need to get to the bottom of that because I can carry a cello like nobody's business. Nobody has ever carried a cello with such tender, loving care as me. Huh? I'm just saying. Deshaun Gill says, I didn't get mine, but we got to send her a card on Saturday at the British Embassy, and I told her and Harry about themselves. Right? Tell Megan now. All right now, girl. I know you didn't got you. I know you didn't got you a prince, girl, but don't forget. Don't forget about us, okay? I'm trying to be Megan Markle's cousin that she's never, ever heard of, but shows up at the wedding. I'm trying to, that's who I'm trying to be in my life, okay? Megan, you know you remember me from that time at Chuck E. Cheese. Latricia says, can we speak on Taraji? Taraji getting engaged, child. Yes, honey. We're going to give her a Hail Mary for her engagement. Let's give it to her. Let's give her a Hail Mary because she she is engaged and in love. I saw her showing her wing, her ring rather, on the red carpet with much joy. All right, child. Listen, those are my Hail Mary slash Joseph's for the week. I hope you enjoyed this week's stories. If you see a story while you're searching on the internet, do not be afraid to shoot me a a little DM to tag me. I see y'all tagging me and stuff all of the time. And if time permits, we will certainly cover it. That's Rescue Eve and Hail Mary. That is that portion of the Woman Evolve podcast. And we are moving on to the advice column. Let me tell you something. I received three questions and I know I'm probably running a little bit long, but hey, y'all miss me. I want to talk about these three questions that I received for the podcast 
the first one came through my DMs. Maybe you're listening and you're wondering, how can I be featured as one of the questions on the Woman Evolve podcast? It's very simple. Go on to Instagram and send me a message. I get hundreds of messages a day, but I like to pick through them and find questions that I think will resonate with people or at least allow for other opinions and experiences to be considered as we help you through your dilemma. This first question says, hey, Auntie Sarah. First of all, that's hilarious to me. Y'all calling me Auntie Sarah and Cousin Sarah and sis. It gives me great joy. Hey, sis. Hey, chat. Hey, niece. Huh? Hey, niece. Hey, Auntie Sarah. You're my auntie in my head. Hopefully, this can make it in the woman evolve, but I have a question. So I'm reading Don't Settle for Safe. And on the chapter, read and remember... You said true forgiveness can only occur when you make a decision to not see a person for who you want them to be, but see them as another person on this earth learning their way. As much as I understand that, what if they make the same mistake over and over and I keep trying to forgive, but they do the same thing? This person happens to be my dad and I backed away and it's been almost three years since I've spoken to him. Am I right to forgive and remember or what exactly do I do? Okay, so here's the thing. I'm not sure if you have read this portion of my book, Don't Settle for Safe, but I have a part called Forgive and Remember. I think we have often sold people on this idea that forgiving means forgetting. And I don't think that that's true. When you forgive, there is a responsibility to remember, not from a place of grudge, but from a place of growth and wisdom and maturity. I explain it a lot better in the book than I can in the short time that we have during the podcast. But forgiveness is all about releasing someone from the expectation you hoped that they would fulfill and instead allowing yourself to meet them at the reality of where they are and only allowing their actions to prove whether or not you can expect, rather letting their actions set the expectation. Like when you forgive someone who has been in and out of your life, I think that accepting that they are not able to meet your expectation means realizing that they're going to be in and out of your life. And so how do I then position my heart in such a way that I am not, you know, irreparably damaged every time that this happens? I think it comes down to expecting for there to be a rotation. And for some of you, that may mean enjoying the time that you do have with them. If it's a parent, you know, maybe you come to a place where I enjoy the time that we do have together and I don't put pressure on trying to make sure that it doesn't change. If it's in a relationship, I think it's a bit different because you can't build your life with revolving pieces. Life is too life is too temperamental by itself for you to build your life with pieces that come in and out. And so once someone has proven to you that they're not going to be a stable place, a stable component of your life, then I believe that you begin to build your life recognizing that they're going to be in and out. But how is that going to determine who I'm going to be and what my life is going to look like? You know, and that can be challenging, you know, to do when it is apparent, but it can also be freeing because you begin to accept that they're not just in and out of their life, out of the in and out of your life, rather, out of this um, desire to hurt you, but that is a pattern that they have created and may not have the tools to break. 
And I think that when you see someone, as I mentioned in the book, as another person in this world who is learning their way, then you come to a place within yourself where you realize I am expecting something from them that they don't even have the tools to give me. And hopefully as they are on this journey, God will equip them with the tools that would make them a an asset in my life. But until they have those tools, I have a responsibility to protect my heart and my hope and my healing in such a way that I don't constantly force or expect them to be this idyllic idea of what a father is and instead allow them to be who they are authentically. You know? And there's freedom in that because you're not waiting for your healing to come from someone doing the right thing. You're able to come to a place where you bring your mind into obedience, okay? (laughs) Your heart and your emotions into obedience where, where you have decided, this is who I'm going to be whether you're in my life or not. And if you're going to be a part of my life, a part that I can count on, this is what I need. And if you can't be that, I'm not asking you to change. I'm going to accept and not expect anything from you than what you can offer. That's it. You know, like I'm trying to build something here. And so I'm not going to, when you come into my life, I'm not going to, it's a word. I'm coming. Okay. I'm trying to build my life. And because I'm trying to build my life and I have an idea of what it needs to look like, every time you come into my life, I'm not going to go back to the drawing board and recreate my life to make a space for you. I'm going to continue building my life with the plans that God has given me. And when God makes a way for you to fit, then I will adjust those plans. But because you continue to demonstrate the tendency to be in and out, I have to make a decision about who I am in this earth, what I believe, what I'm going to carry, what I'm going to be in this earth. And I have to make that decision independent of your actions. And if we're going to walk together, we have to agree. And if we can't walk together, then we're going to have to have enough space where I can accept and expect you to be the revolving door that you've been. Child. Okay, Jessica Cross says, whoo, child. Yes, realizing that our parents are trying to navigate life as well and they don't have it all figured out is freeing. It is. Like, I, maybe there when you become a parent, you become more compassionate towards parents, but you just realize, like, listen, honey, what what is today's date? Today is... May 15th, 2018, I've never been here before, ever. And I have six whole kids who are depending on me to navigate through this life with wisdom and strategy. And if I don't have God, then I don't have wisdom and I don't have strategy. And we're just out here trying to make a way out of no way. And even with God and with strategy, I'm still walking on water in order to fulfill the vision and mandate on my life. And I'm learning as I go. And I can only imagine for people who don't have that divine connection with God and they don't have resources or people around them that help to extract that God idea that's down on the inside of them, then it can become very challenging when people are expecting for you to you know, pick them up from school and and be a source of support and wisdom and you don't have it. They don't have it, you know? 
You just got to, you just have to accept and expect that who they are is going to be who they continue to be unless they have a radical encounter that changes them, not for you, but you become a benefit of it, of an organic change that takes place on the inside of them. Desiree says we have to start thinking about the expectations we place on people. We do because we go into relationships and we go into to business environments and we ha- I have an expectation of integrity. I have an expectation of loyalty. I have an expectation of communication. And like sometimes I have to tap myself on the shoulder. I have to be like, girl, where you get that expectation from? They have not even proven to you that they can live up to that level of expectation. And so I like to let people be blank canvases. I'm not going to put anything on you and I want to see what you show me. And once I have the opportunity to observe you for long enough, then I can know what I can expect from you. But you cannot expect, you know, actions and and character traits from someone blindly. You'll always be disappointed, you know? And and I don't think that you can hold them accountable to an expectation that they didn't set. Taisha said, I almost lowered my expectations until I realized it wasn't something he couldn't do. He just chose not to be committed. He just chose not to be committed. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, you can lower your... Now, let me tell you something, child. You can lower your expectation of someone and then make a decision based off of that expectation. Because hear me clearly, I'm not saying that you lower your expectation and you begin to settle. But I think the first step from moving away out of toxic relationships is to first lower your expectation. I have to lower my expectation because I have been expecting for the last 10 years for you to be this loyal, you know, integrity, God-fearing person. And in the process of doing that, you have proven to me time after time after time that that's not who you are. So you know what? I'm going to accept who you are. And I am going to expect that the only thing that I will receive from you is what your pattern has shown me. Now, based off of that acceptance and based off of that expectation, I am also making a decision for my life because I expect to have loyalty and I expect to have integrity. And because you are unable to meet that expectation, I accept you for who you are. And I also accept that my expectations cannot be modified. Mm. Somebody needs to just Record that and just send it to somebody, okay? Cameron says, the truth is everyone is going to disappoint slash hurt you. It's just about finding, she said something about my thing scrolled up. Um, But I do want to challenge that because I went into my marriage feeling that way, that everyone is going to, uh, everyone is going to disappoint you at some point. And that's not healthy, because no matter how good something is, you're going to be waiting for the time that they disappoint you. It is a possibility. But just because it is a possibility does not make it a reality. If you disappoint me, if I have opened up my life in such a way that I am in relationship with you and we are walking together and you disappoint me, I want to be surprised. I don't want to have in the back of my mind, I thought, oh, I always knew this was going to happen. Oh, I figured that this was going to end at some point. Nope. Mm-mm. If you disappoint me, you gonna have to take me by surprise because I am expecting for you to be exactly who I thought you were when I signed up to do this thing. And, and if you end up disappointing me, I'm going to be surprised. I don't want to live. 
okay, this is really turned into girl talk. I just don't want to live my life waiting for someone to disappoint me. I'm moving on, child. Because I didn't, I didn't got carried away a few times on this year thing. Okay. All right. Crochet says, I agree with that. Mamie says, job, 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 the thing that I fear the oh Job, the thing that I fear the most has come upon me. You ain't lying. Tamika says, you cannot go through life expecting others to have the same heart as you. That's true. Cameron says, not in that context, just more so that we are all human and we all make mistakes and we have to decide if we can accept that. I see what you're saying. I'm sorry, child. Maybe I'm just sensitive to that because it's something that I've had to renew my mind on. So my bad, child. Okay. So my next question came through the DMs and it says, Hey Sarah, thank you for showing me that I can be myself and have a personal relationship with God. I graduate from college this Sunday. I've been on the track to medicine since before I started to take my walk seriously. Since medicine is a good career, I've held on to it, but there are times when I doubt that it's God's plans for me. My questions are, do you have to start fresh with a career slash purpose when walking with God? How do you know when the turmoil you're in is a sign to stop? This is an excellent question, and I can't wait to hear my Facebook Live audience's opinions on this, but I did want to say that really when it says that God makes all things work together, like that is for real, the truth. And so you've been on this track to medicine and maybe right now, what I love about what you're saying is that you're on this walk with God and you've become more serious with it. And you are so serious about your walk with God that you don't mind walking away from something that you have invested in if it's not what God has for you. First of all, that's a powerful, powerful, powerful place to be when walking with God. When you come to a place where you're like, God, I know I put time, I know I put money, I know I put resources and energy into it, but ultimately, if it's not from you, I don't want it. I believe that that is the same heart that God honors in in blessing and, and just going from glory to glory. What I want to say to you is that you haven't wasted any time, that God is going to make everything work together for your good, and that you can be open to a different career and purpose while still continuing down this field that you are on. Uh, I would continue to just pray. And as you cultivate your relationship with God, He's going to be able to reveal to you areas where you have passion and purpose. And I don't believe that God would have you go through all of that time in medicine school for it to not be a necessary part of his ultimate plan and desire for your life. You know, maybe you don't end up in medicine at all, but you understand, you know, financial aid in a way that you would not have understood or college life in a way that you would not understood had you not been in school for that amount of time. Or maybe you go on to create, do mission trips all throughout the world because you have medicine in your background. I just want you to know that God can use any and everything in order to fulfill his purpose for your life. I have done a little bit of everything, honey. I was a receptionist. I was a tutor. I waitressed at a strip club. I did project management for films. Like I, I mean, I've done a few things in this here life of mine and they've all been random seemingly. But what I realize now, even though I'm no longer waitressing, I don't work for the Air Force and I don't do project management, but that God has allowed me 
those environments so that I could reach anybody. When I worked for the Air Force, I was the only young Black girl in the room. They spoke a certain language. They had a certain code. And now I get to use that same experience to go into environments and minister because I was trained in an environment that seemed, you know, like it didn't have purpose in the moment, but had purpose in the long run. So that's my, those are my two cents for you. So um, I think that when you are experiencing turmoil, just be sensitive in asking God, you know, what is the highest thought for me here? What am I supposed to be doing that will ultimately make sure that you get the glory out of this? So that's, that's what I think. Be still, listen. Say, God, I will take this degree and use it for your glory in any and every way possible. Let's see. Desiree says, be still and listen to God. I see LaVonda is hand clapping. Oh, Kalaki, I don't want to say your name wrong. I'm a physician. If it is truly your calling, you will try other options and eventually come back to medicine as a second or third career. I had a 46-year-old classmate in medical school who found her call later on in life. Absolutely. All right, child. So, Before we go, you know what time it is. It's snack time in the sanctuary. Are you ready? It's time for us to have our snack. Listen, I was thinking about passion and purpose and just how there are so many people who are like, I want to know what I'm passionate about. I need to know what my purpose is. And then they just feel um, somewhat stagnant because they don't have those things in their life. And I just want to say to you, whoever you are, And maybe this is more a part of the advice than it is the snack. But what I want to say is that finding your passion doesn't just happen while you're sitting down. God, you know, for some people, a light bulb may just go off and all of a sudden you get it. But for other people, you have to get out and do something. You have to get out and try something. You can't just sit back and say, I wonder what my purpose is. It may seem random, like I just said about all of my different career fields, but I was trying. And in the process of me trying, God revealed to me things that I was good at, things that served this world and made it better. And I discovered my purpose, not by sitting on the couch complaining, but by taking a hold of what I did have and using it to do something. Volunteer, apply for some jobs, just try and do something that may awaken giftings that are down on the inside of you. They may seem random. It may seem just weird, but try it, girl uh, or guy, whoever you are, child. Listen, um, do an art class, go to the museums, uh, volunteer, take a photography class. Don't allow your life to be limited to what you have been exposed to. Instead, force your life to become that of constant exposure. You know, I think that listening to podcasts is an incredible opportunity. Maybe you're curious about the medical field. Listen to some podcasts. Maybe you're curious about journal. Listen, the internet is too vast and too wide for you to feel like you don't have access. Go to the library and begin to research different things that you were maybe passionate about as a child, or maybe just felt like, could be something that you didn't have time to do earlier in life, but want to begin to pursue now. And I believe that as you do that, that you're going to stumble into something that you're really passionate about. I learned recently, um, I do a lot of like website building and, and just stuff. Okay. I do a lot of stuff. And um, my husband was asking me because I was working on a website 
he asked me, um, you know, what is it about the website that you like? And I told him, you know what I think I really like to do? Because like um, I build websites and I build things like if we get a package and it needs to be put together, like I have a whole toolkit and I build that thing, honey, from the ground up. And like I am just like, Miss, do it, do DIY, do it yourself. That is my ministry. Obviously, I enjoy preaching and teaching. But I think one of the things that I really love the most is like getting a word from God and then building that word out. So I like to put things together. And I told my husband that I really do think that one of the things that I enjoy doing is just putting things together to take all of these different random pieces and bringing them together to create a singular vision, focus, or or idea that's cooking for me, that's building the websites, that's building things. And I believe that as you try different things that you will find a common thread. Don't let fear stop you from attempting to do more than what you've experienced. I'm going to make that the advice column. That's I'm going to add that to advice. Ain't nobody asked me about finding your passion, but I'm just going to slip it up underneath there. And you know what I'm going to say as my snack before I close out? Because I know I've been bumping my gums for a long time and y'all tired of me. But this is what I'm going to say before I close out. Um, There's a part of my book, Don't Settle for Safe, where I talk about our oldest daughter holding our youngest daughter, Ella, as we are walking into a restaurant. It was in that moment that I realized that at 14 years old, it must have been very challenging to have a baby. I had my child at 14 years old. And what I realized now that I didn't realize then is just how gigantic of a responsibility that was. And what I understand now that I didn't understand then is that there are moments where we can be so caught up in making it happen and surviving that we don't take a minute to realize how heavy it is to be us. And when we don't realize how heavy it is to be us, we don't realize how much strength we have had to possess in order to keep going and to keep growing. So this snack is a protein snack. (laughs) It's a protein snack to remind you that you are building muscle that I know it's hard, I know it's challenging, or maybe it doesn't seem hard or challenging at all. Maybe you're like me and you are so disillusioned with all of the things that you have going on that you don't even realize how much strength it requires for you to just wake up and make your world spin the way it's been spinning. Well, let this be a newsflash to you, child, wherever you are. It takes work to be who you are. And I commend you for standing up to it, to not faltering, to not giving up, to not backing down, but to say, God, if you put this thing on my plate, it must be because you think I have the ability to take care of it. I wonder if you're really giving yourself the credit you deserve. I wonder if you're really allowing yourself to be celebrated for the force that you are in this earth. I hope that this is a reminder that you hold on the inside, that there is strength attached to your name. All right, y'all, this is it. This is the end of this week's Woman Evolve podcast. And I just want you to know, no matter where you are, that you are loved, that there's someone cheering for you and someone who believes the absolute best of you. Before we go, you know how we do. We got to pray because, child, we need our nerves to stay intact, our edges to stay flourishing, and our skin to stay blemish-free as we make it through this week. No stress, all right? God, I thank you so much for my friends 
for this opportunity to connect, to unwind, and to ultimately come to a place of growth and challenge. We don't want to leave this place the same way that you brought us into it. So God, I'm asking that something was said or spoken today that challenged the way that we think that allows us to stretch ourselves and grow because at the end of the day, we want to be like you on this earth. God, make us more like our big brother, Jesus. Make us more like your only begotten son, but the one who paved the way so that we could become. Make us loving, make us kind, make us compassionate, make us understanding, make us strong, make us powerful, make us anointed to not just live, but to win each and every day in such a way that it inspires other people to do the same. Bring us together, soften our hearts, stretch our minds, and give us vision for what you have for us. In Jesus' name, amen. Thank you for listening to the Woman Evolve podcast. If you are interested in advertising or even sponsoring our podcast, I want to encourage you to email us at sponsor at womanevolve.com.